Porn stars or people podcast. This is the first time I sung the intro. Uh, I'm, I'm here with uh, with Della Dane. Thank you for for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, this is uh, we're at AVN. Yes. Um, my first time. This is my first. Your AVN first as well. time. Yes. Couple virgins. No mm-hmm. big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what? So you've only been here for what a day? Uh, I got here at two thirty a.m. Yesterday. Last night. That's exactly when I got here. So no, you have yesterday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As in, I drove. Oh, out thir- Tuesday I, night. So I drew. Out, I drove out Tuesday night from LA. Got it. So yeah. you did a whole day yesterday. Yes. So you've seen some stuff. Yeah. I just ran around, did whatever. I didn't. I didn't plan anything. Yeah. Because I didn't. Wasn't sure when I was planning my trip. I wasn't sure when I was going to actually come out. Right. So I said, you know, what? I'm not going to commit to anything. Yeah. I had an interview last night, but other than that, I just kind of. Yeah. Nice. Did whatever I wanted to do. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I haven't done that yet. Basically, I, I got in last night at midnight. Mm-hmm. And Where are you coming from? Uh, well, so New York, but no. So okay. I was in South Africa when they gave when they said, you can come and do this. And I was in there for three weeks doing oh, comedy. Okay. And they said, you can come and do this. And I said, cool. Finally, they gave me press passes. I requested press passes months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finally confirmed them. Uh, well, I was in South Africa, so I booked it for South Africa. And then from South Africa, I had flown out of Boston because I can't keep my car in New York for three weeks where yeah, I live. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I flew out of Boston, buddy of mine, Wacky Chad. Shout out Wacky Chad. And then my grandfather died, so I had to come oh, wow, home for the funeral. So I came home, Boston, Albany, New York, oh my God. back to Albany, back to Boston, flew out to here. So that's that's your, where I'm coming. That's where I'm coming how's from. How's your jet lag right now? Thank God, what happened? So it's, so South Africa is twelve hours from me, right? So oh, what happened was last night I passed out on the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I slept like six hours on the plane, and then I went to bed and I slept like another six or seven hours. So I'm finally so I fi- pretty good. I right finally now. feel like a person. Good. But I was a wreck. Uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, oh, Wednesday. Yeah. Oh yeah. So today's the first time I'm a human. So you got me as a human. Good. Yeah. Uh, so my point is, I haven't done anything yet. I feel well. You definitely should. I haven't done any of the things. Definitely should run around. It's fun. Yeah. Um, it's very confusing. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm like, Erica's like, here, you need to sign here and then you sign here. I'm like, where the fuck is that? Here's I what I found. I'm like, is this? Can you like? Is there a map? No, not really. There's not a map. There's not, not really at all. a map. It's no. too many walls, is what I found. Yeah. So that's the only thing. So yeah. like, if it was one big room. I feel like it would be less confusing. Well, because I, I don't think I don't think they have. They one. don't. It's nine. There ro- is so it's not nine, one big room. Right. So it's n- so they've taken a, we've taken to the whole hotel, but it's, yeah. so it's nine rooms. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like every time you want to like go left, there's a wall. I've yeah. actually been witnessing people walk into walls and the. And oh, the and then it's even better. Funny. So I I signed. Uh, I was signing at the AVN booth. Yes. Earlier, and then I was at and I was sharing a table with with someone else, and. Um, the way I came in, they wouldn't let me leave. Right. They're like, this is no longer an exit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. They're like, no, go that way and then go this way like, and then go this way. I don't know way. what those I'm things like, are. I'm like, I need to just, can I please leave this place? Yeah, yeah. No, it's so chaotic. This is what I found. It's so chaotic that you can just go, okay, and then you just the literally. security is really nice, though. But they're you literally very, very just nice. walk like this and then you go right back out the same way because yeah. there's so much going on there and I ain't paying attention. Yeah. yeah, like I literally, I was trying to figure out where I was and I walked two steps past like uh, the guys who were scanning were like, we need to scan you again. And I was like, I never left. I'm still here. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, there's just, it's, it's so, but it is, it's so many entrances though yeah. too. Yeah, and yeah, so it's yeah. like, I mean, it's chaos. Yeah. But yeah. then it's fun at the same time. It's yeah, a lot it's going cool. on. And I, you know, even though I've been in the industry for three months. Yeah. Super, super new. Oh shit. Um, yeah. Brand new. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people sure. in the industry already, and yeah. so um, it's been really fun just to run into people. That yeah, I know yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's cool. I mean, just Th- even trying to come here. Yeah, I'm like, oh, we can't. Uh, 
No, she when was, I got she, down, I saw well, like four people I knew on the way. Yeah, when I know? got down to the booth where I was supposed to be, and I realized it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a thing. Just trying, it took me longer to get out of there than it took me to get in there. Yeah, and then, and that's the thing is like because this conference is so huge, what happens is. Uh, like I love meet people that I've interviewed before, mm-hmm. and we recognize each other. And then there's that minute where we have to recalibrate. And we're like, why do I know you? Why do I know you? Why do yep. I, know? I know you're in yep. this thing, but why do I know you? And then that's when I realized that's what the fucking badge is for. That's the whole thing the badge is for. Oh, yeah. Is she go, oh, my oh, God, yeah. it's so nice to see you. And then you look <laughs> at the thing, and you're like, of course I know who you are, but my, yeah. but I don't have time to, to process it. Yep. Well, and, and, so, the thing, and for me, man, I've again, it's kind of been like such a whirlwind. Like I've Yeah. And I try to go to a lot of the events in L.A. and stuff, yeah. industry events. And so I've gotten to know a lot of the photographers and, you know, press people and yeah. stuff like that. But I don't remember their names. And you don't know the context necessarily. I, I know I know the context yeah. usually because yeah. most of the social stuff I do now is related to my career. But um, I'll look at them and be like, hi. And yeah. they, know, they know me. They're like, Della, you, right. know, you know my name. and. But I'm like, yeah, you've taken pictures of me or it, you follow me on Twitter. It you takes know? a long I've time. Had pe- to I've had pe- I had people come up to me yesterday when I was just walking around the yeah. show, like in my jeans and a tank top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, I follow you on Twitter. Can yeah. I take a picture with you? You know, and I was like, that's weird. Like, this yeah, is, yeah, it's yeah. such a new experience for me. Yeah, I, that's I, I cool. love it. Yeah. I think it's cool. It takes a but minute to calibrate to the strange. situation. I've seen, I've seen really successful comedians do this thing where because they know that they're going to get hit up so much by people just walking down the street like they'll play the yeah. comedy cellar yeah, yeah. that they've, they've developed this mechanism where they're like, hey, and they give somebody a hug yep. and they start, cover, they start the conversation and that gives them enough time for their brain to catch up to where, where I met him, how I know him, what yeah. his name is. Yeah. And it's like we just need, we need but that But these are people second. I don't know that were yeah, coming out to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's well, that it's you good because then they go, oh, we know you from Twitter. We're your fan, and you go, yeah. great. I'm yeah, not yeah, supposed yeah, to yeah. know you. Yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. like, yeah, and this thing you got to be like on all the mm-hmm. time because you can't even like you can't even like be rude for a second because then there's it's like a fucking this girl doesn't care about her fans. Yep, exactly. So yeah, it's and then it thing. spreads like wildfire. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that fucking girl. It's like that one bad Yelp review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, there's all these like Hollywood stories of like actresses who like uh, were were hard to work with, and mm-hmm. they get on they get on the list of hard to mm-hmm. work with or whatever. Yeah, there's well, the, we I all am, have this fear. I am absolutely not hard to work. I'm with. so easy to work with. <laughs> um, so yeah, so thank yeah, so thank you for okay. So I've yeah. been asking people. This is what I try to figure out because the the name of the, the podcast, the porn stars are people. Goal of the podcast is to go look. We don't have to talk about porn. You're in porn, but like that's just a tiny we don't part of to. life, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. what do you? What are things that you do in your life to navigate life that uh, to keep you sane? To like whatever. Like what mm-hmm. are your like ideologies or? Um. So I don't know how much Erica has told you about me or no nothing. If you, I got no you, information. You know anything about I got me? No information. Okay. No. So first of all, I'm 33 years old. Okay, I just came into the industry. Yeah, I have a master's degree in couples and family therapy. Couples and family therapy. I worked as a sex therapist for about five years. Oh wow! Um, this I went this to, sound, I went to this might not sound like a natural progression to other people, but this sounds like a natural progression to me. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I lived in I went to grad school in Philly. Okay. Um, Where are you from originally? I'm from Portland, Oregon originally. Oh, very yeah. cool. I, so I grew up right outside of Portland, Oregon. Okay, what town? Um, Beaverton. Okay, Shout I know out Beaverton. To Beaverton. Yeah, yeah, really? my, my, How do you well, know friend, Beaverton? Well, a good friend. Well, it's it's Nike, but a yeah. good friend of mine uh, lives in Eugene, and I've, so I've been ah, to yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. all through uh, Portland, Eugene, Salem, the whole the whole yeah. thing. That's yeah. great. Okay, so sorry, go ahead. So, um, yeah, so then I was in the Bay Area for three years, three and a half years. Yeah, as um, a counselor. 
um, I was doing that part time and I was also stripping part time. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, because it's very fucking expensive to live in San Francisco. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so I was doing that and, you know, I'd, I mean, I'd considered doing porn for a long time. Um, but uh, it wasn't until I came to L.A., yeah, um, you know, a few, a few different. I mean, doesn't really matter. You get some opportunities. Stuff happened, but yeah. um, because of because of my experience up to this point, and to kind of loop back to your question, um, I think I have a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah, you know, this is interesting. Yes, because I've I've worked corporate jobs. Yeah, I have. You know, I've. I've worked in restaurants. I've, I've done a lot of different kinds of jobs and jobs that require a really high level of professionality, jobs that require me to fucking be on time or you get fired, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And so... Um, so you were standing out in this industry. I hope so. <laughs> because because there are people that have so. joined this industry who are 20 and they rack and they act like a 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and they have that level yeah. of pressure. So it, it's interesting because I actually have this theory about comedians. Comedians that started their career, like Ray Romano, later on in life, Tim, Tim Allen, later mm-hmm. on in life, uh, hit these strides way faster because they had, as a comedian, you just didn't need things to talk about. But they had things to talk about and they had, like, they had life experience to bring to the situation, mm-hmm. which I had never considered for porn, but this is totally applicable. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, and again, because I have this background in mental health, um, I've done a lot of personal work as far as, yeah. you know, cre- having personal insight and, and being able to check in with myself about, you know, needing to s- self-care and, like, sure. you know, um, I'm trying to think, you know, it's like, you know, there's so m- there's a party every fucking night you can go yeah. to and especially living in, in LA and being an attractive woman and having the connections that I have. Yeah, and, of you course. Know, there's, I, I get invited to go out and party all the yeah. time and, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, being able to say no and take care of myself right. and listen to myself. And um, I think that's really important. Yeah, um, for sure. So those are some of the things that keep me sane, I guess. No, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. And yeah, ta- just and knowing and yourself. Building, and building, like, very... I mean, I've I've created some really strong relationships yeah. with people in the industry. Nice. Um, I'm, s- like, one of my best friends. I call him my porn bestie. Sure. Um, his name is Eddie J. Yeah, we do that a lot. We go, we go my best friend in comedy. <laughs> Well, it's funny. Bestie. Well, I so his name is Eddie J. He's a great performer, um, and uh, he he actually is the one that got me signed with my agency, nice. and signed with Society Fifteen. And um, he and I stayed up until like four o'clock this morning. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting distracted by the. Yeah, it's elevators. okay. No, it's Ricky. Ricky's, Ricky's going to come do the interview. Oh, like is an he? Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's the next. He's the next slot. I met him at Exotic. He's, he's dope. Everybody and, ever, and everybody's always like, "Oh, Ricky!" He's he's, he's great. He's such a goofball. I love yeah. Him. Um, I mean, he and I, you know, I mean, yeah, we're both we're both in porn and we've worked together and we've fucked or whatever. But, yeah. Um, this is Ricky or your other friend? I'm talking about the my two friend, a.m. friend, Eddie. Yeah, because yep. we were because we're staying together and we stayed up until like four o'clock this morning and we're fucking like getting wasted. Yeah. We were hanging out and talking about talking, real right. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for me, that's that's another thing that. Is really my my relationships in my life are really really important. Sure, um, I come from a very conservative Christian family, and so I've kind of like created my own family in yeah, a lot of, of ways. Um, and so creating those relationships and that network and support system. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's an interesting thing. So uh, I think we we all kind of live a life that's that's uh, less accepting than it could be. But uh, people in my industry, people in your industry, have to find a a, a different balance because there is. 
uh, a list of things that people think about our businesses that might not be true. Mm-hmm. And so then we got to fucking live in the world. Where we got to like navigate that part of the, the conversation. And, and yeah. so finding people who are accepting of us well, ahead of time becomes a, a, a value. I think it's also a challenge just to mitigate the stigma for yourself. Yeah. And then also I was talking about this last night with some people is that, you know, as much as I like don't believe certain things. Sure. They're still there. Like right. they're still ingrained. You know, right. I'm like, I like I like hold back and telling someone sometimes yeah. like, a oh, little I truth. do porn because I'm not sure how they're going to react. And there's a little not truth to I every really stereotype, care. right? Like oh, there's yeah, like like some of these things came from someplace. But then yeah. also, you know, that like there's a level of intolerance out there that that that, you know, is 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 fading. Yeah. But it's still around. And yeah. sometimes you meet somebody and it's uh, you find out quick what their what their ideology is. And yeah. But and then you're in, and then you're mid conversation. You got to decide what 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 other things you want to distribute to them, <laughs> or how you can. Escape. Or you just nod. <laughs> yeah, you just nod and get out, right? Like, yeah. I found a Trump supporter in South Africa. A crazy, oh, the no, crazy situation. I'm so sorry. And 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 I was listening to his points, and it, and it made sense. Like, I get where he's coming from. How in his brain that is he American? That, no, he's South African. South Africa and he and and the U.S. are very very similar That's uh, places. That's fascinating, though. That, that he would is. be. Well, here's what it is. Racism was the policy for so many years. So if you're a white person in South Africa, I can understand how you think that what Trump is trying to do would also make sense in your country because of some of the things Um, like we had like not that we had a debate. But basically, he told me that uh, that there was a time when you could shoot someone. Oh, it's fine. Eddie's calling me right now. (laughs) Uh, You could shoot someone in your own house uh, and it wouldn't be a crime. And now he was like lamenting the fact that if he shot somebody in his own house now, they would get better health care than him. So it's like I get where the where the thought process, you know what I mean? But it's like at the same time. Right. But at the same time, I was like, you still shot. You understand? You still shot up like that's not the better that wasn't the better time period when you could shoot somebody and then go and have dinner with your family yeah in the same way that like you know going to work in the coal fact coal mines or whatever yeah bring back coal is yeah it wasn't better time right right right. or or, yeah or hitting your wife or whatever the thing was right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah but this but this is this is what i i think for me the lack of censorship is what i strive for as a comedian and and that's Mm -hmm. and that's what i uh gravitate towards about this industry yeah is that you guys are rewriting uh acceptable standards of entertainment like Mm -hmm. almost every day Mm -hmm. and especially when you get into fetish and these things and more than that as a counselor you understand that like uh we're making it so that people who maybe have a particular desire might now be aware of that desire and hopefully this is the part that i'm that i'm shaking on with porn Mm -hmm. hopefully they actually approach their partner about it now Mm-hmm. But what I find mm-hmm. a little bit is that it, it gives them an avenue to maybe never ask their partner because they can get it online. So then they yeah, go into the basement. I think, I think it can also, but I think it can also be an. I mean, and and you know, like I said, I specialized in sex therapy, so a lot of the stuff I worked with was couples issues. Yes, and whether that was sexual issues or whatever. But I th- I think that it can also the advantage of porn and fantasy is that sometimes it can actually give you the option to introduce it yes. in, in a way that's like less anxiety right. producing and that's the hopeful part that i have yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but then there's the side that i worry about i don't have any information to say that, that to say that like people yep. that are looking this stuff up aren't asking their wife for it but mm-hmm. i have an inkling mm-hmm. that if well, there's something that that they you know have never done with their wife and they find online and are attracted to it yeah. that they're not 
Well, the other thing that I the thing the other thing that I really think is is kind of great about porn, and this is something I did a shoot. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember, like a, maybe a month ago or something. Sure. And it was um, it was a really rough shoot. It yeah. was um, intentionally. It was yeah. rough sex, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, face slapping and spitting and mm-hmm. choking, and I had yeah. to puke on this guy's dick and right. everything. And um, the classics. It, yeah, it was. It was actually. The classics. It was awesome. It was really <laughs> awesome. I loved it, and I had a great. Great performer that I was working with, Rico Strong. Um, but they did, you know, just f- extra legality. I had the yeah. pre-video like interview thing before saying, you know, okay, this what are, what what are your boundaries? Yeah. You want to do this. Yeah. You're not an influence or anything, whatever. Yes. And then afterwards, did a little post-interview, yeah. you know. And personally, I like rough sex in my personal life. Sure. Like, I mean, I like, f- you know, like f- I like fetish stuff. I, I'm kinky, like all of that. But the thing that I talked about, and this is something that I that I still think about a lot in the kind of porn that I shoot, or you know, whenever I'm shooting porn because I do all kinds of stuff, but is that it's an opportunity to go to a place that you can't in yes. your in your personal life, yes. because it was a it was a really fucked up scene, yeah, you know that we did, and right. it was like it was r- it was racial because it was it was inter it was interracial, yep. and we were like playing on like white guilt. Right, I was wearing a Black Lives Matter. Right. shirt. I mean like it, right. It's so it's not it's not yeah. a real life situation. You know, and and like and I mean the director was interviewing me, yeah. you know, and he was like, "Well, are you racist?" I was like, "Well, I think we're all a little bit racist," yeah, as yeah. the song goes. Yeah, um, but you know, no, I don't condone that. Right, but this is something that. It's the taboo. It's yeah. It's the, it's the hotness of sexy that like, taboo yeah, thing. The thing you can't have. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was talking about this with uh, with, with Sydney Cole. Did a scene where she was supposed to be just passed out and nothing mm-hmm. sexual happened yeah. as far as she was concerned. And you know, I was like, but yeah, that's that. That's the thing that that. Yeah, taboo. I, it's the word I didn't have it at the, at the mm-hmm. time, but that's it, the, this thing that we're not supposed to do mm-hmm. becomes if we become obsessed with it if we don't mm-hmm. if we don't ever get to to taste that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the that's forbidden, the taboo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the forbidden fruit and the th- yeah. all of the things that we're not supposed to do. And that's what I find. W- it was when you lack the communication. And this is where cheating comes from. When you lack the communication, yep. you become you start obsessing over the thing you're not supposed to have, and next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're at the office Christmas party getting giving hand jobs. You know what I mean? Whereas if you could have just talked at hands. the same time. Whereas if you just <laughs> talk to your, you know, you talk to your boyfriend, your wife, your husband, whoever about it, maybe that shit yeah. would have got dispelled. Maybe you would have realized that that's not or the thing for you. Or it becomes internalized shame, you know. Yeah, and sure. Then, and then you know, it's it. You see those people that are you know, 15, 20 years into a relationship and they're like, oh, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they, and they finally tell them. Right, you know. well, but also the, the, that also speaks to the fact that sexuality is complex and it, and it is ever-changing. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, 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 was do, I was working on a, a, a piece of comedy material for a while where the idea was that, like, every new thing that you add to sex as a man, I can only speak as a man, uh, now stays. Uh-huh. Like if we do a weird thing, like if we put cigarettes out on our girl's chest and then we come, uh-huh. the line was that like it's in there now, like forever, like Avatar. Oh, so it's like, like so now, <laughs> so now it's like okay, I can only come. I can only if come. I'm putting out a cigarette. If I'm putting and a I'm cigarette to, out. To uh, the R. Rainbow Kelly's playing yeah, in the background. <laughs> Uh, there's someone, yeah. there's someone uh, on television <laughs> being shot at the uh, in, <laughs> during the Holocaust. <laughs> It's like, yeah, and that's not the bit, but but, that, but that's that the idea is that like what happens when I'm, uh, you know, 60, uh, it, they're going to have to hang me from the ceiling. You know what I mean? Well, they're actually and that actually used to be kind of a belief system. Um, yeah. People that were very anti-porn 
would they and they worried. would and they would they would talk about anti uh, there were people that were anti porn or um they would talk about porn addiction which I don't really believe in that but um we'll, we'll talk about this point yeah but um they would believe they there was kind of this theory that it was like well once you start watching one thing then you go to you're, you're looking for more and more extreme I agree. you don't agree with this but no but okay I do I do believe that that can be true yeah. But the the theory was that then you'll never be able to go back to just having vanilla sex. Okay. Well, you that know? okay. So that's right. There's a time and a place for everything, right? And and, and or you can you won't be able to be satisfied. Yeah. By. Well, and obviously, like there's a the the bit. You know, it's a comedic thing. It's hyperbole. It's exaggeration. It's like, of course, yeah. I can have fucking passionate, beautiful sex after I was with a girl who wanted me to slap her across the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course you can. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's there's some truth to that idea. But it's not it's not a negative uh, necessarily yeah. that yeah, you yeah, yeah. that you find. It's like you got it. Like you you beat the first level of sex. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay to get to the next level, you know. Leveling what I mean? up. Yeah, it's okay to get to to get to the to the to the hard boss, you know. Yeah. It's okay to to find out the next thing that you're that you're into and capable of. Yeah. Uh, the the addiction the addiction thing. I do think yes. that there is. Uh, did you see this movie, Don John? Yes. Now, initially, when I saw the movie, I was like, "Oh, this is just dumb, and it's whatever, whatever." But then when I started watching it. There is a complexity to what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. This idea that, and he, and what was brilliant was he packaged it just like three billboards packaged the racism through the language oh, I still of racism. Seen that. I gotta oh, it's see brilliant. It. So, they, so what happens oh. is they tell the story through the through the way that people who are racist would speak. You know, yes. what I mean, they're using yes. the language, mm-hmm. they're doing the thing. So then, basically, you're almost like disguising it. Mm-hmm. But the outsiders then hear the language, and then they get confused about what what the message of the movie. So it was. It's an interesting thing. So what happens is. In Don John, he basically he he portrays himself as this ridiculous Jim Tan whatever mm-hmm. kind of guy. But he was touching on a point which was we have such an intimate relation. Guys have such an intimate relationship with our porn that it becomes better than sex, and that was sort of mm-hmm. the theme of the movie. And he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. There's something about like I'll come home and I'll be on the road, and it's like I just there's something about when I come home. I've been on the road for a month. And one of the first things I have to do is I have to get in my room, get in my space, and look at my porn and have mm-hmm. my orgasm that I that you know that mm-hmm. was that was perpetrated by me. Even if I was like having fun on the road and you know yeah. let's say I had a fun little sexual you know spree or whatever, you still come home and there's nothing more personal and specific about that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think porn can allow some people to just make that the whole thing. But I think on the flip side of that, and this is just me being devil's advocate, Please. is that some people for whatever reason, either they don't or they can't or they have a very challenging time having satisfying sexual relationships with another person. And so porn does allow them to kind of have that. Sure. Because I do believe that solo sex is a very, uh, like, essential part of... Of our entire and expression of our sexuality, how you come on your own yeah. is important. Uh, I know, I know some of the best sexual experiences I've had in my life. When you're young as a man, you, there's an ego to sex, and you want to make everyone yeah. come, and that becomes a thing. Exactly. So then you meet someone who's older than you, and they go, "Listen, that can only come if we do these four things." And you go, "Great!" And you do the four things. You hit the buttons. You hit, you, hit, you put the cheat code into her vagina. She comes, <laughs> and it's like it's, uh-huh. it's there's a beauty in that, and the yeah. communication of that uh, point. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and, and but. That's an, that you don't get that with every person. Yeah. So to have a person who comes into the the, the, the game who knows their nine moves and they know how to do it is is also it's some, mm-hmm. there's something beautiful about it. 
But we don't have that. We're, not everybody has that. No, not and everybody has that. But and that's the, so that's the other side is is in the perfect world, all of the things that we learn from these can can create this. Mm-hmm. But in the imperfect world, is you just you're just by yourself, and that's the only time you can come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is. Well, that. the thing that I found really interesting about going back to the Don John. Yeah. Um. You know, there is there is a very specific. Um, segment of psychology or mental health that you want that that is about sex addiction and they sure. have this very specific model that they go through and um you know my m- my view on it has changed over the years sure. and i really i think my argument is that i it's more of a compulsion and, and an obsession and i think that that can be applied to anything yeah but because it's related to sex and sex and is taboo a taboo subject and, and it's a pr- yeah. it's something especially in western culture when well, you talk about puritan values and all that kind of it's not know. even that it's it's a private issue mm-hmm. so it's more than it being taboo it's like that's your thing yeah. and you do your thing and then yeah. now because of the open conversation about trans and trans culture mm-hmm. we're becoming this dismissive society of that's not my body that's not who I that's not me so mm-hmm. let them do whatever they want which I think is actually closing more doors and, and having less conversation yeah because it's like oh that's not my business or people are afraid to right to it's talk not about my it, business yeah. if you want to if you want to uh, uh, and, and I really do think and this is this is where I, I get into shaky ground I think that the answer to the trans problem doesn't have anything to do with with surgery and it's and then I get into the shaky ground where people are like who are you who do you who are you to think what do you mean trans problem what do you mean by well, that? I, I, don't, I don't yeah I don't mean to call it a no, problem no, no, I'm just, but so no, I'm just what, what so the two sides of the argument are let let everyone do whatever they want yeah or don't do that and i'm not on either thing because i don't think that's the the solution i i think the discussion of uh gender and maybe dissolving the concept of gender is 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 yeah and i think that's the 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 key to the to the to the the nirvana of this situation and and the answer for everyone might not be to change physically change their gender via surgery and i think we're not asking people anymore about how they feel and whether or not this would be the solution. And I worry that if you get a surgery and you don't like the result of that surgery, that as a person, instead of looking back to yourself and going, well, who am I? How do I resolve this? Mm -hmm. You can then, as a person, just go, well, the doctor fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem. And I'm trying to work on this idea comedically that, like, I also don't like vegetarian culture when they try to make it taste like meat. <laughs> like it doesn't <laughs> like 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 an eggplant Just is delicious. Let, it eat, taste like a vegetable, let the eggplant yeah, be the eggplant. Yeah. And so that's that's the notion. Is I'm more comfortable even even as a straight male interacting with a trans person maybe sexually where they where they say, "Listen, I'm uh, I'm this uh, and it it's has nothing to do with what anybody's changed, you know, I am a woman in a man's body or I'm a woman with a with with male genitalia. Mm-hmm. I think that is a healthier resolution of the whole thing. Yeah. Because well, you take a vegetable and then you try <laughs> to shove it back into into meat packaging <laughs> and just let a vegetable be a vegetable. Yeah. Well, the thing is too and this is, you know, th- I I worked with the trans community and I worked with queer issues and uh, open relationships and and all of that when I was working as a therapist. So I'm still pretty um passionate about those issues and the trans experience and this is something i've learned over the years because my my trans my experience with trans people was very limited sure um for a long time and um the trans experience is very very complicated yes and um just because someone says they're trans does not mean they want to 
you know, let's say someone was, you know, assigned male at birth and yes. they say, oh, I, you know, I've, I experienced my gender differently. Correct. It doesn't mean that they want to go and look like right. a Barbie doll. Right. It could simply be that they will wear women's clothing and they don't change anything right. about, about their right. body, their appearance, anything. It's it's because gender is is this kind of amorphous right. thing. And that's the conversation a, it, I want to be a, a part of. It is a societal construct that yeah. we're creating, but it's, sure. it's still, you know, um, I mean, I firmly am female, and I do tend to be kind of girly, I guess. But yeah. but I, I feel a little butch sometimes, yeah. you know. I like to put my yeah. jeans on and my boots. Yeah. And like, you know, I like, like to cry at movies. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it's like one of my favorite things about me is that I cry at movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just one of those things, and 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 I and I do I, I do I support the 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 idea of of the fluidity of of the conversation, and and it is, and and so the problem is we take we take a category that we know is is not A or B. And we're trying to shove it back into A or B, yeah. and I just think that's the that's the problem, and that's where we're running into to these these discussions of just and the, the once you get to a conversation where you just go let them do whatever they want mm -hmm. is not a it's not that that's a less tolerant position to be in. Yeah. Um, well, the thing that's 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 challenging for me too is that you know the 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 very visible trans people are people that fit especially trans women yeah that fit this very hyper feminine yeah you know standard you're right um like a janet mock or a laverne yeah um, laverne cox you know or you know even just caitlin jenner and it's like all the stuff that she's gotten done yeah to, you know okay if that makes her happy great right. but that but we're that, never asking her yeah but are that, you happy uh, yeah but it also and but also is that a lot of people if they're not exposed to um various kinds of people right. they think oh oh so you you say you're a trans woman okay when you're having the surgery right 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 well and then and that, and then, and then the other problem is that becomes because of because of the people you mentioned so then that becomes the standard of what you do next mm -hmm. and that might not be what everyone wants yeah. and that's so that's again that's the problem is we've closed it off i mean we yeah. were we, we're, i talk about this for hours yeah, yeah no no <laughs> I would, uh, that's what i want to talk about this for hours i because what happens is every time i try to talk about this they somebody just starts calling me a bigot and i was like no i'm i'm like way you're like not listening i'm way more comfortable with someone uh having male genitalia and me assigning them uh if a female gender. I'm way oh, more no, comfortable. I, tell, with that. I say to people all the time. I'm like, some women have, some women have dicks, and yeah. some guys have pussies. Right, and it, and it's well, not a big deal. What I do Are find, you fucking them, no. Then why does it matter? Right. That's, yeah. That's the other one. Is, <laughs> yeah. Is, is if it does, if it doesn't intersect with your life. The other problem I have, and then this is a whole other thing, and then this is where it gets shaky on the other end of the spectrum, which is. My feelings about honesty across the board are so strong that. Uh, when we do this thing where we say, well, you get a surgery and then you and then now from now on you're a woman because you've mm -hmm. gotten the surgery and it's a reassignment and no, it's nobody's business what you were before. Mm -hmm. It's not even that it's that it's dishonest to me from like a, a from from my heterosexuality. It's dishonest mm -hmm. as a human. Like I was mm -hmm. I, I started seeing a girl and uh, I found out accidentally kind of Googled her. I didn't know how to spell her name and I didn't want to fuck it up. <laughs> and I Googled her. Because oh no. Google fixes everything. Oh, no. And I found pictures of, of her previous wedding. 
So wow. she was married a year and a half before I met her. So it begs That's the con- pretty recent. Yeah, it begs the conversation, like you know, anything about being married and this and that. And so for me, it was like oh, every every day that you, she didn't yeah. tell me, and every day that we went on a date, and she didn't mention that she was recently divorced or separated, whatever, yeah. made me feel more and more like she was just a dishonest person. Mm-hmm. So even down to that factor, that that. Poison the relationship for me because oh, yeah, I'm a very upfront, very honest person. Yeah. And I put all the stuff on the table. And I think that's the only way to harmony in relationships is yeah. to have that. Level well, certainly, of certainly, I think that, yes, that honesty is really important. But this is this this is be the it's a privacy th- this issue. Well, this it's a is a issue. privacy issue. But this is the, this is the, the seed that I would plant for you to think about is the history of violence against trans people. And so the the disclosure of that many times is being held back because... Um, I know too many fucking people here. You no, see you're, this spo- shit? you're supposed to. You know, you're supposed to. No, but that's. But I'm with you on that, and that's where the and that's where the water gets muddy, right? That's yeah. that's where that's so where it's a complex issue. That's where that the conversation, way. right? That's where it comes back on me, where I feel a little out of place, right? It's like it's the same kind of thing. It's like if you're dating someone and 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 they're raped, uh, what and there and there's a you know what what is their responsibility to you to tell you that it happened if it's a new relationship? It's like yeah. those kinds of things, and it's like yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not right. Uh, to feel that I should be given that information immediately because it's not my information to have and it's not my place when someone goes through something traumatic to 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 owe me anything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then I'm still put in a position where I have to, you know, yeah. now weigh the the the, the circumstance, mm-hmm. you know, so if somebody, you know, comes into my life and and they were and they were prior you know previously another gender you know mm-hmm. if we're ha- living a relationship the way that I view a perfect relationship that would, should be something and that they well, would want would to hope, tell me you would hope yeah. that that conversation would come up right right <laughs> so that's the <laughs> at thing. some that's point the thing. and again and, and nothing to do with, with heterosexuality or, or homosexuality or anything and uh, nothing to do with my own identity it's just uh, it's just a, a matter uh, of an, honesty. Uh, an honesty yeah. uh, perspective and it's also it's like uh, I can't preach on the one hand that if that if I decide one day that I want to fuck someone's feet and I'm married I should tell my wife like you know how can you get to the sexual complexity of a relationship with someone who who hasn't been honest about where where they've been in the past yeah yeah and unless your wife says it's fine for you to fuck feet yeah just not pussy yeah. Or ass, oh, fuck know? other people's feet. Like, yeah. Oh, just yeah. There's that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Feet, you know? yeah. I don't want you to fuck. I don't want you to fuck my feet. Yeah. I don't want you to fuck my feet. But I, I can't deny that you want to fuck feet. So you should go fuck some feet. Yeah. yeah maybe. I'm well, so for that shit. And I and I and you know and, and I'm dis- and I'm dissolving my concepts of uh, monogamy in the last few years. I, oh, I, I haven't been monogamous in almost ten years. No. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some, uh, there's something to it, and there's something to this understanding f- of people that we're not we're not each other's possessions, and that and that and that all of the things that I can be for you, I can't necessarily uh, I can't fill all the categories, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, there's there is there is a limit to my ability to whatever whatever the things are. Yeah. Not everybody's built the same, and so there are things that you need that I could never give you and vice versa and across the board and so whether it's you know a conversation whether whatever it is we need to understand that we're complex humans and it might take dozens of humans to fully make us whole you know and i i talk i talk to people about that all the time because well so i'm still legally married 
Okay. Getting divorced. So this is an interesting so. thing that should have come <laughs> up earlier in the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. No. So, uh, so you, so you're legal. Yeah. So I, I just, um, yeah. I Are you saying you're legally separated? No, I'm still legally married. Okay. Okay. He lives in Seattle. Nice. Um, so we were together for seven years. Yeah. We were married for about a year and a half. I mean, I guess two years now. Okay. Since this is now two years later. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're still legally married, but um. We uh, always had some form of an open relationship yeah. during the during the years that we were together. Whether that was we would like kind of do more together, swinger stuff together, yeah, right, or right, that's the first um, step, right? You do it together, and then you start. Well, when we got together, I was actually already dating several other people. Oh, okay, and so we decided to kind of be monogamous when we got together. But this then, is you know, uh, a man. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. married, married to a man, um, and uh, over the years it changed and it, and it morphed. But people would be like. So when we got engaged and, you know, and then we were going to get married like two years later and we were poly at the time and yeah. like, he had a girlfriend and I had a boyfriend yeah. and we actually shared a girlfriend and people were like, so why are you getting married then right. if you're just going to have an open relationship? And I'm just like, one, it's none of your fucking business right. what I do with my right. life. That's that's a fair point. I no, like that's, that. That's, that's your that's first point. That's first, that's a fair first point. point. First point. First point. Fuck you. None of your business. Shut your fucking mouth. Second point. Um, I'll explain a little deeper. But sec- secondly, <laughs> you know, I think that um, just going back to like what you said is that yeah, it takes many. There's many different yeah. thi- parts of who you are right. to be to be fulfilled. Um, yeah. And I just and I talked to people a lot a lot about that too. It's just like, why would you expect one person? Yeah. To, to fulfill every single need, be your best friend, your confidant, your you know your sexual fantasy, your all business this stuff. partner, right? All yeah, the things. Yeah, you know, it's just you can't it's expect like, that's a lot to put on one fucking person right. too. Right, and it's and and Hi the guys. probability is low just because we made up this thing. We made up this thing through religion. We made up this thing through societal norms. We made up this thing through law that mm-hmm. you got to pick one person and they're supposed to be exactly perfect for you. Well, mm-hmm. we know that they're not. We know that they're not going to be exactly perfect for you. Yeah. And that even if they're perfect for you in 1984, they're definitely not yeah, going to be perfect for you born. in 1998, right? <laughs> so it's like the, no. the, the length of, this is the thing, the length of monogamy for me is called into question. And I do yes, a bit on yes. stage where I go, look, uh, the key to a long lasting marriage is simple. Just don't get a divorce. <laughs> and that's it. You look at people that have been married for a long time and they had to work at it. And they and they came up with certain things. Right. I said you couldn't get divorced in the 50s. Grandpa just moved into the study. That's all that would happen. Mm-hmm. And and that's fine. And uh, But that's how they navigated uh, being married was they w- and gender roles actually helped it. You go, you got to do these nine things. I do these nine things. And look, it's not yeah. because you're unequal or whatever. It's because yeah. we can't do all of it. We can't do all the things. Yeah. But now we think we can do all the things alone. And then we go, what the fuck do I need you for? I can do all the things. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. now we're in that spot consistently. Yeah. And we're still fooled into thinking that like because I'm important and I'm an individual that this person should then worship me. Mm-hmm. And we're not worried about worshiping them. Well, yeah, and the, and then and then it comes down to this like that sex with somebody else is like the ultimate betrayal. Right. And Whereas I'm like, whatever, it's sex. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Right. Well, you the know? thing that I think you we steal sh- money from me or you fuck up my credit, like I'm yeah. way more That's pissed. Way <laughs> worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, whatever. What the other thing I th- I, I find interesting uh, is uh, what was I going to say? Um, Sorry, I don't know. Just weird, weird other things were shooting through my head during that. <laughs> fuck up my credit. Um, was is the oh is the idea that like once we get into a relationship, we shut off the outside sexual part of us to that person, right? So, 
uh, of the people that I've dated, I didn't really know what their sexual habits were before me. Yep. And I don't know what yeah, their yeah, sexual yeah. habits are after me. So then not knowing that, I also don't know who they are in a sense. Like I, I found it really yeah. important yeah, yeah, yeah. to me at the beginning of this year for the person that I started a relationship with to understand the circumstances in which I may or may not have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, you know, there was one experience where I was, so I was in this open relationship and I was and I, I was in uh, Albuquerque and, and we met some beautiful people, some artists and some things. And we ended up staying uh, with this with this artist who actually did my uh, did my album cover. Actually, I don't know if she wants me airing her business, but we, we had a we had a beautiful, intimate moment where I w- where I was like shaving the side of her head. Oh, wow. And it and it became a very passionate moment. And that's a circumstance in which. I would have sex and you know, mm-hmm. and it's like and nothing leading up to that or before that or after that did did, did I know was gonna lead to that circumstance, but that pure, real fun moment and having the open conversation, the open relationship with the person yeah. I was with allowed this to be beautiful. Yeah. Um, and not something that was like you you had had guilt about right. what you were doing and you're like right. uh, I, I, yeah, I can't tell my girlfriend right. I about called this. the girl I was with and I said this is what's going on and yeah. so on and so forth and our rule was sort of there was a 24 hour rule because the hours mm-hmm. were different and it was like if it, something happens let's talk about it within 24 hours you know yeah. we, we get that as a busy schedule but as long as you let me know what's what's going on uh, there's an honesty there yeah um, and I'm to- and I totally advocate for that but so the theme of today is honesty honesty the word th- of the day no that should be the theme <laughs> every day is honesty you know what i mean it really is i try to bring honesty to my comedy i try to bring honesty to, to the conversations yeah. in it but it's a hard pill for people to swallow i bring honesty to my porn yeah i do i mean i'm sure i'm fucking real as shit yeah on, you should on camera oh, sorry. yeah no you're fine um yeah so yeah no you're i really like fucking so that's why i do porn right yeah <laughs> it, it is interesting i did t- i have been saying this, this is the thing i've been trying to explore is so be do in you doing porn and other people doing porn you've removed a certain need a sexual need now i get to do that porn sex is very different from 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 human cells called human sex <laughs> um but yeah. you're still getting a release and you're still getting uh, a sexual experience that that, mm-hmm. that everyone else isn't getting right so mm-hmm. what happens is as a lay person uh, as a as a civilian, yeah, what happens is you you miss out <laughs> you miss out on this other layer of sex. So then sometimes the the um, I remember being uh, so y- you like st- in a relationship you start like counting and you like it becomes more valuable or de- or like to have the sex. And I'm just stammering through this sentence. Cause I'm trying to figure out how to how to frame it. But the point is like. Sex becomes so much more important because it's like if you fuck up a sexual experience as a civilian, uh, you don't know maybe when the next time you have that experience mm. is. And so bec- the value is heightened. There's like more there's more gravity to it. And in a have way. of having it be perfect and yeah. having it be the right situation. See, I, I think that's just and we obsess over. I think it. that's just a societally in like societally um, influenced that's true like too, but the less system. sex you're having, the more valuable each individual encounter yeah. becomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I if I'm like with a girl and it might and and uh, and I'm breaking up and I don't know when the next time I'm gonna have sex is like the the value of the the sex becomes higher because I, yeah. I I have to now go rehunt. I have to yeah. go hunt again. Yeah, yeah. So so what? Ha- so <laughs> my my point is because you've removed the, um, not the demand but the the. 
you're getting sex at a at a, at a higher rate than a, than a normal person, then then you've gotten to this next Zelda level of communication uh-huh. and being able to get what you want, mm-hmm. and and you've and you've devalued the need for individual sex on a clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I, I find that there's, that there's, that there's a complexity that the porn stars have an understanding of sexuality that I suppose you just can't get to. Well, I'm also kind of a, um, a different case too, because I'm not in a relationship. Right. Um, nor will I be anytime soon. Yeah. If ever. Um, but I find the people that are open about relationships and, oh, and in open relationships and understand sexuality are people that have more opportunities to have sex. So it's performers. It's, it's, it's it's celebrities, it's people in porn mm-hmm. because they're able to access sex whenever they want. Yeah. And then that makes them a a more understanding and more tolerant person. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's like if you're in a relationship with your wife who hasn't fucked you in ten years, mm-hmm. there's a different value that you've placed on sex. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But um no, it's been it's been really interesting. I think, I think the biggest thing for me is uh, this is kind of branching off of what sure, we're talking please. about, but being able being able to just fully be authentic. Yes. In every part of my life, because yes. you know, in my previous career when I was a therapist, I was a dirty, nasty freak like I am now. Sure. But having to kind of separate that those two yeah. parts of myself right. and not being able to be as fully authentic as I wanted to be. Yeah. And granted, I think most people have to do that. We have to censor ourselves in certain se- settings or around certain people or, you know, you can't be talking about, you know, how many girls you fucked over I'm the weekend. I'm at against the office, it across the board. At the but office, yeah, you know, yeah. or whatever. But I, you know, the thing that I love about this fucking job, literally this fucking job, <laughs> um, is that, um, oh, excuse is that I can fully authentically be yeah, myself. Right. And that's what I that's why I gravitated to comedy. It was the yeah. same thing was whatever thing I want to talk about. Yeah. There's no rule that says I can't talk about it. As yeah. long as I figure out the way to package it so the audience will be on board and yeah. they'll stick with me through <laughs> the laughs. Yeah, exactly. I can talk about whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. You know, yeah. you got to get you have to build a skill set and you have to be able to do it effectively, right? There's yeah. plenty of things that I've tried to talk about and have and have failed because I don't I don't get the agreement with the crowd along mm-hmm. the way. Like mm-hmm. I really want to talk about uh, uh, just food culture and how we think that being fat is lazy and and I and I I can contend that being fat is actually the one of the hardest working jobs there is you have to like being around an obese person you witness them putting the work in mm-hmm. you know you you go four hours in a car and they have eaten six times somehow you're only in the car four hours and you're like listen you're doing oh a, you're, you're doing a hell of a job you're oh the you're the God. best at this at this at this job oh but it's like hey, it, if you were in a car for, with me for four hours i probably would eat six times too <laughs> i eat a lot so that's fine too yeah that's fine too but uh but it's just it's just one of those things you know that yeah that, that i think and that's that's what i love about this business mine and yours yeah. is i do i i do get to meet people like you who, who I think get it and, and who, who are coming with them some life experience and, and, and gain a lot from this from this experience uh, and, and somehow have like figured out that like I don't know as, when I talk to comedians I like I realize that like we look outside and we look and we see a bunch of people and we go 
they don't fucking get it. <laughs> and we're fine with that. Like, we're fine. <laughs> we're still going to be able to talk to those people, but we know that we figured it out. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there's there's people in porn that don't get it. But yeah. for the most part, yeah. I meet people that get it. I mean, it is still a weird job. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, there's people in it that are in it for the wrong reasons, just like anything else. There's people that are going to get uh, abused and thrown out of it and people that are going yeah. to use, the, use the, the thing wrong. But then there's people that, like, get it. I'm also I'm also a performer. I've been a performer yeah. my whole life. I was I studied voice in college. I didn't end up doing my degree in voice, but um, so I've been a singer my whole life. Yeah, performer, and I've realized, and this isn't something that even kind of crossed my mind when I went into porn, but being on camera allows me to indulge that performer part yeah, of myself. Yeah, for sure. I fucking love performing. Yeah, like, I used to have. I actually, I this was a bit I never got to yeah. work, but th- there was an uh, there was an idea in my head in my twenties where I was like, honestly, uh, doing porn represents all of my career goals. It's like being on <laughs> camera. Uh, I get to have some sex, and then I can't remember what the other ones were. It's a very unlikable joke. Yes, pay, getting paid. It's a very unlikable joke. Like like you, t- you tell a crowd of people that that, uh, that you think that you could be a porn star and there's like all these things that they go oh, it was, you know pull your dick out all these things but it's like you know the idea uh of that aspect was always there so, so it is interesting yeah you get the performance you get the thing people know who you are uh-huh you're fucking killing it porn some, porn i found some is, people know who i am porn i found <laughs> it porn i found is another it's a good it's a good portal to other to other things because uh-huh. because of social media because notoriety is a currency in its in its own it doesn't really matter what you're what you're known for anymore yeah you can be known for anything as a comedian just as, as long as they recognize my face uh-huh. i could have been this i could be the secretary on some on some terrible show <laughs> as long as they recognize my face they will buy a ticket to the show uh-huh and there's uh-huh. something that 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 uh that, that porn allows your as well. security guard number seven <laughs> yeah yeah as long as they recognize your face uh, or or i guess or your vagina i guess in this case uh it's usually my ass that your people ass recognize yeah yeah well uh you're lovely to talk to Thank i appreciate you, you doing this this episode um Sorry, the sort of stammered that point through the end there. Uh, <laughs> I get I get yelled at by the by the listeners a lot. They're like, "Shut up and let her talk." Man. <laughs> so I fell into that category. At the I don't end know there. about that. Into the end, I, f- I, 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 I I fell into that category a little bit. So I apologize to the listeners. Uh, I Del- think you had some very valid points. I tried. Okay? I tried. Okay. Uh, Della Dane's lovely to talk to. How do they follow you on on online? Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter, which is Della Dane Triple X. Uh, I have. Instagram as well, which is the real Della Dane. I just hit twenty thousand followers on okay, Instagram too, which I'm woo very woo excited woo about. Woo. Yeah, woohoo! It's gonna be to a hundred. Um, um, and pri- then I also have private snap. I have I have a public Snapchat, which is Della Dane Triple X. Um, if you want to join my private Snapchat, um, I post the information. All the information cool. is on my social. This media. is the thing. This is the thing I've been forgetting to, uh, forgetting to plug. I didn't realize until I started doing this podcast the amount of. Uh, porn that is that is uh, st- stolen, uh, pirated, these sorts of things. I, I knew yeah. of I knew of the idea of the problem, but what I what I now understand is if I don't if I don't pay for the content that I'm using at mm-hmm. that exact moment, likely the performer didn't get paid for it either. So pay for your porn. Well, um, what happens is, I mean, we we would get paid, like yeah. we get paid for the scene. But yeah. then what happens is that the more and more it's 
it's distributed. Not, yeah, it's being distributed and it's not being um, adequately at least this is attributed. My it's not adequately being one attributed to the companies. Yeah, they're not getting income right. from it, and so they're not going to be able to keep right. paying us. Right. So it's like you know you look at the huge huge companies that used to be around. Yeah. And it's like it's not there anymore because right. people they're they're not getting the same revenue they used to yeah so, so moral is porn. moral is pay for your born if you didn't pay for it's it then then the person who you want to stay in the business mm -hmm. did not get paid for it mm -hmm. so that's so that's that's the sub point there uh we are on itunes we are on google play wherever you found us we're on the other thing um uh, we have some youtube content from today if you want to check that out share this uh, let other people know how great uh, Della Dane is, how great the Porn Social People podcast is. I'm your host, Dan Frigolette. Uh, I'm very funny. You can check me out online. Try to find my videos. Uh, a new episode of Porn Social People podcast drops every Sunday. We try to get you good content as much as we can. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to my guest, Della Dane.